Hello everyone, another episode of Developer Advocate Stories. And with me today, Taylor, how are you, Taylor? Doing great, how are you doing, Ariel? Very good, very good. Uh, still, we are in the pandemic time, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I say too good, but we are, <laughs> we are adopting. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's really the good word, but yeah, uh, this is what we have right now. Uh, yep. So uh, can you share, uh, Taylor, a little bit about you, what you do, where you work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, Ariel, thank you for re- reaching out and uh, inviting me onto your show. I appreciate that. Uh, like you said, my name's Taylor. I'm a developer advocate at Prismatic, which is a small startup in uh, South Dakota in the U.S. Um, I should probably describe a little bit about what Prismatic does, yeah, yeah, what it is. You know what? You know why? Because we don't have too many developer advocates at startups. So really, it will be really cool to understand what the startup do. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to share. I know, I know like a lot of your guests have been from really well-established companies like AWS, Mongo, Facebook recently. So I'm excited to share what a what developer relations looks like at a early stage startup. Um, so what is Prismatic? Uh, we provide a platform for B2B or business-to-business software companies so they can more easily build, maintain, and deploy uh, their software integrations. Uh, if you've ever worked at a B2B software company, you know that your customers uh, usually like to buy software from a variety of vendors, and they generally expect that that all their vendors' uh, software, you know, integrate properly with one another. Um, and and we experience that the the founders of Prismatic and I all experienced that at a previous company that we worked at together. Um, so we are trying to take all the pain points out of integration development and make it a, uh, sm- as smooth a process as possible. Right. So I, I think that is really great that startup, you know, uh, think about it and, uh, and try to uh, promote themselves, uh, uh, with technical people that they talk uh, with the developer and we, we would love to support it, uh, how, how much as we can. And uh, if you can share uh, Taylor a little bit about, uh, about, uh, yourself, you know, from the point that you, how, how do you reach, you know, being a developer advocate? It was really something that you wanted, something that jumped from you, how it happened? Yeah, yeah. well, I, like, like a lot of other developer advocates, I took kind of a circuitous path to get here. Um, I graduated from college about a decade ago with degrees in computer science and math education. And I actually spent the first five years of uh, out of college uh, teaching high school math and wow. every once in a while teaching some computer science, some intro to computer science courses. Uh, after about five years, I decided to switch tracks. Like I absolutely loved teaching. I loved watching people learn. I loved developing, you know, engaging lessons and whatnot. Uh, but I set, decided to try my computer science degree out. Uh, so I became a DevOps engineer at a software company that uh, builds software for public safety departments. So like 911 dispatch centers, police departments, fire departments, that sort of thing. I did that for about six years. Uh, After that, I did some DevOps consulting for a while with some companies and helped uh, a few companies get uh, some multi-cloud Kubernetes infrastructure set up. And then about a year ago, some of my former uh, coworkers from the public safety software company reached out to me. Uh, They were, Um, founding a new software startup, Prismatic. And they thought because of my experience in both teaching and uh, in software development and DevOps that I might fit a a good role as a dev advocate. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might ask like, why why does a startup need a dev advocate? 
Um, but it's really important if you're developing a platform for a B2B software companies, um, it's really important that any platform, if it's gonna work in a software company, that it's something that developers actually wanna use. Uh, so we wanna make it as dev friendly as possible. We wanna make sure that we have good resources like uh, documentation, sample code, quick starts, tutorials, videos, that all of our like CLI tools and SDKs are published and are you know looking polished and whatnot. Uh, so I came in to largely produce that content. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you uh, touch a, a, a lot of things. So really, you know, your day to day, you are expected to lead things. They tell you what you do. You know, if you can share a little bit, how do you also manage your time, uh, speaking, content, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I was brought on to put a timeline here. I was brought on about four months after Prismatic hired engineers. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we were only about three or four months into the development of our, our product when, when I came on. So I, I ended up wearing a lot of hats. Um, the first, you know, hat that I wore was kind of a, a QA or what we referenced as like the user zero hat. Um, so I had had a lot of experience at the previous company, uh, developing, maintaining, and, uh, um, supporting integrations that we were pushing out to our customers. And so for the first couple of months, I was largely just trying to uh, recreate integrations similar to those that I'd previously created. Yeah. And um, as I was going through our product, you know, if I stumbled I and if something wasn't immediately obvious to me, uh, I worked with a really tight feedback loop with our engineering team to make sure that our product was as accessible as possible and as, as intuitive as possible. So a lot of that involved, you know, um, writing good documentation, having some tutorial videos, adding tool tips into our uh, application um, and having like some in-app tutorials and prompting to make sure uh, the developers always had some place to turn to as they were uh, walking their way through our app for the first time. Um, so then after that, I started fleshing out our documentation and quick starts and uh, created a series of videos that walk people through their first, uh, first few minutes in our application. I also ended up writing a few tech blogs on some things like uh, like why we chose GraphQL for our API, because mm -hmm. um, uh, our customers want to be able to hook into our our API readily and you know do some things on their own. Um, other hats that I wear, I also uh, manage our open source projects. So we have a uh, CLI tool that that I was probably a contributor of about a quarter of it for, and then I, I maintain that and uh, some of our SDKs that we publish into NPM. Uh, we're just getting a Terraform provider set up, so I'm going to start maintaining maintaining that and making sure like the associated like readmes and that sort of thing are all uh, hooked into place. So in addition, I manage in, in doing your job. There is a lot of things to do. <laughs> There's a ton of things to do, you know, between managing change logs, uh, trying to simplify concepts, because it's, it's not just developers using our system. There'll be like, you know, support people and integration specialists, that sort of thing in our system. So I want to make sure that uh, the topics that I'm writing about and create content for are for non-technical people as well as for developers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's really, uh, I remember my times in startups. Uh, it was before 20 years, I think, the, the last one. Uh, and yeah, you, you do everything and uh, 
Um, but I think that it's really interesting uh, being a developer advocate and uh, in the startups. It's really more more challenging, I think. But the wide uh, things that you do in the end are, are things that are great. And yeah. if you can share, Taylor, a, a question. Uh, a story or of something cool that maybe happened to you, interesting, I don't know, whatever you choose. Yeah, what, what I really like right now, especially working for a startup, is that we have such a quick feedback loop with our engineering team. Um, so in the last couple of months, we've gotten our early customers onboarded and into our system so that they're, you know, developing integrations. Uh, right now, I know it's not a permanent solution that scales, but we, we have a Slack room for each one of our customers so that they can, you know, ask questions and, as they get stuck. And um, I've been developing, you know, updating docs and creating new quick starts and tutorial videos and whatnot as we've identified places where people might get stuck. Yeah. Um, something that I think is really cool about working at a startup is uh, most of our customers have developed their integrations in a way that we assumed they would. But a couple of our customers have found some kind of unique workflows that we didn't quite anticipate. Um, so some of them have had some feature requests that uh, of, of things that we just didn't expect that they would need. But because we're a startup, um, I, I've been able to take those specs to our engineering team um, and they've been able to turn around some of those specs within a couple of hours in a, in a few situations. So I, th I think that's a really cool thing about working at a startup. Yeah. Yeah, it's an immediate impact that you can measure. Oh, yeah. Great. So, Taylor, it was really great to have you in this show. Again, you are the second developer advocate that works in startup. So it's really great. And thank you for sharing your story. And yeah. we will try to build more things around our developer advocates community. So I believe we will contact you and try to do things together. Hey, sounds good. I'd love to do a follow-up in a few months to let you know how, how things are going. Great. <laughs> Great. Okay, Taylor. So thank you very much and uh, good luck. Uh, everybody be safe and stay, stay healthy. Hey, bye thank bye. you for having me on. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care.